This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No! I just want to say, I knew that we'd be the envy of all every football guy in Canada. How about that? With this XFL gear that we got. This is hot, 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 hot. I, got, I look like the damn general manager of the XFL. Hey. I'm so excited. It's all beautiful. Rod the Rock Peterson. Woo. I wouldn't go that far, but I love the Rock. I love me some Dwayne Johnson. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Well, how about that? Jesus. How about some foreshadowing there? Was that too, it turned up too loud for you? <laughs> My earphones. Am I are, loud enough? Are at 12, yeah. Booming into your uh, cranium? Yeah. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to a brand new week of the RP Show. It's episode number 442. Blazing out of your speakers here of Canada's daytime sports talk show. RP here, Moose DuPont there. Anyth- anything happen over the weekend? Gee, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a pretty quiet weekend. A lot of reasons to smile. I don't know why I'm so late in getting going here on the show. We had, well, you know what? We hadn't seen each other since Friday, so we're all That's right. throwing our stories on the table and collaborating and saying how great life is. And yeah. So coming up on the program today, some very popular guys, clearly. Andrew Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg, from Winnipeg Sports Talk. You'd know him from Hollis, uh, Hollis, Lussler, Lawless and Hustler, Hustler and Lawless. There you go. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Winnipeg Sports Talk legend, Andrew Hustler Patterson is going to be with us. And uh, Sammy Cosentino is going to be with us. The whitest teeth in broadcasting. Sam Cosentino from Sportsnet will be with us. Junior hockey aficionado to talk about all of the things that came up over the weekend. But before we go any further, can we please uh, bounce in with a quick six show topics, please, Jordan? <laughs> By the way, these guys, what a the IKS crew, what a weekend for them. Mm-hmm. They produced every game, right, of the WHL? That's right. In the double? So good work, guys, and thanks for showing up for work today. They do look a little tired. Uh, number one, Briar, Briar final Sunday. I continue to be amazed by the love for curling in this country. And that's all totally fine. I like it. I don't love it. But a lot of people love it, right? Yeah. So the semifinal yesterday, Dunstone, Brendan Botcher was scoreless up until like the sixth end, correct? It was back and forth and very really tight. tight, very tight. Right, so that's, that's cool. And then Saskatchewan falls, and I'm kind of flipping back and forth. And I know Botcher made an unbelievable shot. We've all seen it 100 times to win the game. Matt Dunstone from Team Saskatchewan, as the drought continues now of 1980 for this promise, says nothing to hang our heads about, and there isn't. They're in the top three teams in the country. And then into the final, and I've got friends from Alberta, frankly, who were needling me. Do you know what a guy said to me from Alberta? Does it feel like the 13th man? I was like, dude, I was actually watching golf, and I'm waiting for Connor Bedard at four. So don't, don't, don't do that. 
That's Why? You have to do that, Alberta. We're trying to be friends, and then they just got to stick you. So then when you stick them back, you're a jerk, and you got to be canceled, and you're like, I don't get it. Like, they can, they can have fun, but we can't. Again, needling people. Trash, post-game trash talk. Don't do it. Don't do it, ever. So anyways, it set up the All-Alberta final. Cooey versus Botcher, and Botcher won, and there's dissension within Team Cooey, and they're angry at each other in the final, and I'm just like, wow, this is kind of like NASCAR. It's like you guys are getting just as excited for the drama around it than what's going on in the field or the ice or the track, and that's all fine. It's totally fine. I thought it was a pretty wild Briar Sunday. Yeah, it really was. And the final was was really good. But er, Sorry, I shouldn't say the final was really good. I thought it was really bad. You know, it was missed shots. It was blanks. It was blanks. It was once. And then it was, it was mistakes that led to the points, right, in that uh, Briar final. But for Botcher, I mean, it had been – that was four straight Briar finals, and he finally won one. So uh, good for him. Young curler who's uh, got a really bright future. Might be, you know, the next uh, big bright future. And the one thing that came out of it was the winner of the Briar gets a berth into the – Olympic um, trials in Saskatoon. Well, Botcher already had one. Cooey already had one. So going down the list, you'd think it would go to Dunstone. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Now there's another event where that berth gets assigned to. So Dunstone doesn't have a berth yet. But you'd think if it's going to be in Saskatoon, there's got to be a Saskatchewan team representing at that playdowns to get people interested. I'm smiling because of the comments coming in this morning. So I'm telling you, this is going to be a theme here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You know me, and for those that don't, I'm a football guy and I'm a hockey guy. I'm like 60% hockey, 30% football, and split the other 10% between curling, basketball, baseball. Right, That's my thing. So I don't, it's not like I don't, don't dislike it. It's just not my biggest thing. There's yeah. a lot of guys that are they know everything, and they're into everything, and I wish I was that guy, but I'm not. Faye Lowther, why am I ringing this? Just because. Brett Lowther's mom. Kicker to the stars. She writes in, hi, Rod. You know we love you and your show. Brett is back with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I know the fans are overwhelmed. I know the fans in Nova Scotia are especially Truro. Truro strong. Yeah, Brett Lowther's back where he belongs with Canada's team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And that was very exciting news on Friday. Uh, Moving on, I'm not going to spend as much time on this because you can get a ton of Drew Brees commentary in a lot of places. Right, a lot. But he retired today. Drew Brees announcing his retirement. Actually, his four children did on a Twitter video. Was that this morning or yesterday? Uh, yesterday. Okay, yesterday. Yeah. So my only question on this is, is he on your Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks all time for the National Football League? And I got I to gotta say no. That's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Is Drew Brees on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks? And before you say no... Consider this. He's number one all-time we know in yardage. And two more big stats. I think, is it completions and percentage? Yeah. Three of the the big ones. But off the top of my head, the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. And don't at me, but they are Joe Montana, obviously, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw. And I'm sorry, I got to say Troy Aikman. I don't know why Troy doesn't get his due. Three Super Bowls. What more is there? And I'm not saying I'm right. Those are mine. Yours? I got Montana, Brady, and Peyton Manning. Two. And then that's three. Peyton Manning only won two Super Bowls. Sorry, right. I got Montana, though, Brady, 
and Peyton Manning in my top three. And then the fourth is up, up for debate. Bradshaw and Aikman are good, but Breeze might slide in there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might end up in there by the time his career is done. <laughs> but Drew Breeze has done a lot of great things in the National Football League for a long time. And he's, he's worthy of the conversation. Don McNeil in Central Ontario says Drew Breeze gets honorable mention. No Mount Rushmore. Carlos Legena in Indianapolis watching. He says, all time? No. Past decade? Yeah. Fantastic debate, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I love it. And I don't know how you could put Peyton Manning ahead of Troy Aikman based on Super Bowls, ladies and gentlemen. But that's why we were so upset over the 13th man happening because you count championships. Yeah. You don't ever get that back when you had it right in your back pocket and then pulled out of your back pocket because Darian Durant could have easily said, greatest rough rider quarterback of all time, y'all. One, two great cups. Boom. Mic drop. Walk out of the room. And but I guess I guess Troy Aikman can't. Moving on, I got those records. Uh, don't worry about it okay. because now I got to move on. All right, <clears throat> too slow, bro. Maybe a face-off. Weekend NHL leftovers. Yeah, later on. Weekend NHL leftovers. Number one, is it autumn? The Leafs are falling. Clark just winced. Point two, first David errors. Now the youngster, Decord. Backups to beat the Leafs. Goalies unite. But that guy's at least a goalie. <laughs> That's what Leafs fans are telling me today. This is, that, David Ayers and Accord both have one win. And they both came against the Leafs. So, But that guy's going to get another start at least. <laughs> How I, do we know that? You don't know that. He could get hit by a bus today. Somebody knock on wood somewhere. The Canes are the first to 20 wins in the National Hockey League. The Islanders have won nine in a row. Don't look now. It's the longest win streak in the NHL this season, and they're six shy of a franchise record. Will they tie it? I don't think so, but who knows? And uh, Ovi, we're all talking about Ovi chasing Wayne. He's only one goal behind Phil Esposito for number six all time. So that's, I didn't spend a ton of time on the NHL this weekend, but of what I did. That's what I picked up. Um, point four, Bedard versus Braden Buzz, or Bedard and Braden Buzz. Listen, I wish we had more time. Mind you, we could get into this with Sammy Costantino and Hustler. Maybe more Costantino, but there's two players, okay, in the double, the WHL bubble, the hub, here in the sweatpants capital. And you're hearing about Connor Bedard. His, he scored three goals in two games on the weekend. He was the buzz of hockey. I won't go too far into that. The, the exceptional player is all that. Darren will talk about this because he had a good point on how the other teams are already starting to not like him because of the hub. Listen, do you want to say that on the air or not? Yeah, absolutely. And then the Warriors made no secret of the fact that, like, we have our own phenom, and his name's Braden Yeager. And last night, the Moose Jaw Warriors just trotted out this 15-year-old kid in a shootout, and he wins it against the Prince Albert Raiders. I don't know about you. This stuff gives me tingles, and it should for everybody. And so I had the opportunity to call Connor Bedard's first career goal on Friday night, and I got to say, it felt so great. And after the game when we left, the commissioner of the WHL we ran into, and Ron Robison is his name, he was just like floating. He was so happy (laughs) that Connor, that they played, and that Bedard didn't let them down. He delivered. 
And he was like, they're talking about him. NHL arenas, my phone's going off. Great stuff. And the Warriors are just saying they have their own guy, and he goes by the name of Braden Yeager, and they're 15. So I'm saying for the next three years, the greatest rivalry in junior hockey is back on track and set. But the other teams are getting sick of, for sure, Bedard already. Oh, yeah. Take it over. Of course they will. You know, everybody wants to hate the kid who gets all the attention, right? right. And so, so, so I hear. That's just a societal thing, right? We all do that. So, you know, the more that... I, I just said, I said, be careful about shoving them down your everybody's throats because they're going to start hating them and it's going to be bad for the kid. Didn't take long. You know, it doesn't take long, right? So, you know, it'll be fun to watch. This is going to be, you know, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. This is Taylor versus Tyler. This is, you know, great duos. This is Sid versus Ovi. It's going to be fun to watch these two all year long. It really is. Viewer Corey Anaka writes in on YouTube and he says, more CFL, please. Corey, I do the talking, you do the watching. Thank you. Point five, the Raptors. They've lost, what, four straight or five straight? This is what I've realized. Although, I know our betting partner, come on Canada, we've got a little promotion coming up with the Raptors, and we're going to be talking about that later on. But this is what I've discerned. In Western Canada, they love the Blue Jays when they're winning. Overall, when they're winning. And they're in the pennant race. Yeah. And in the playoffs, bonkers in Western Canada. Raptors love them when they're in the final. But until you get to the final, eh, we got other stuff going on. John Kirby from Edmonton writes in and says, uh, Rod, I was upset that you weren't calling the game on CHL TV Friday. Well, I was calling it on regional television here, too, as we talked about in the pregame here, our meeting. I was calling to my friends. Saskies, Pats fans, Ask, Access Now subscribers, the people that I know. I don't know what to say about that. I go where they tell me. I call the game. I was so happy to be there. Trevor Bazillo in Winnipeg watching. He says, Corey is dot, dot, crying. <laughs> Again, I know we got a lot of new viewers here. I'll do the talking. You do the watching. Like on Friday, I had a guy upset at me that we didn't talk anything about the Bedard debut. Bedard debut it was all football Friday. Now it's called football Friday for Flame Tech, okay? Now it's Monday. Other things are going on. I'm not having it anymore. If you don't like it, don't watch. Please. And our last leftover is CFLXFL leftovers and... Um, Apparently, a lot of people didn't agree with my take. You said it better than anybody, and even Clark said it. He goes, Clark said he watched my clip from Friday's show 20 times. Nowhere does he remember me saying, if you are not a season ticket holder, you're not a fan. I never said that. So I think for a lot of people, this was over-their-head stuff. There were other people that came around on it by Sunday and said, oh, I see what he's saying now. But you, I, I should have recorded what you said in the pregame meeting about how people misunderstood what I said. Look, if it's about spending money on the Grey Cup fan base or buying season tickets or spending a bunch of money on merch, I disagree with you. Because I don't do that, and I think I've got CFL in my heart and believe I'm as big of a fan as anybody. So I, I completely disagree if that's the point. Which it wasn't. But the point that you take out of it is that, look at. They're trying to raise money, so they put out the Great Cup fan base. You don't support that because you can't or you don't want to or whatever. 
Well, now they come up with an alternative. Let's partner with the XFL and see where that comes for money. You know, it's if you don't like A, you better be open to the alternatives, right? And so that's where it comes from. It's like, look, if you didn't hear, don't be upset that they're going to find money somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're upset about that, you're upset now that they're going somewhere else, well, what do you think they should do to raise some money, right? That's kind of the idea. It's everybody that's crapping all over this XFL idea when they're exploring new ways to make money. Well, they already come up with a couple different ways and it didn't make any money. So you have to be open to some alternatives. But if it's about not being a fan because you didn't spend money, then I disagree with that. But that's not the point. It wasn't the point. And my point is your support is proven to not be enough. That's all. And if you know me, you said this is how my brand was built in this province, in the rectangle. Right. Starting fights, challenging people. Even within the Ryder Nation, I challenge people. Come sell out the stadium. You say you're a Ryder fan, but you're not coming. Remember all that? Yeah. Stewing it on a grander scale now. I haven't changed. Let's remember, too, that we are in the entertainment business. Let's not forget that. So many people writing me all weekend saying, thank you for the entertainment on Saturday. A full day of Twitter entertainment. Said, I'm here to please. And well, in the CFL was top of mind for everybody in the country. Yeah. And what could be better for the CFL than having people dig in and defend it? And the fans. I mean, it's great for the league. You're welcome. You're welcome. Free of charge. But I will say this. They're coming together, folks. Just so you know, the CFL and the XFL, they will merge. Naylor's hinting at that on Twitter today. And um, think bigger. I'm going on a podcast, the number one XFL podcast tomorrow to talk about this. The guy said, I got to get you on right away while it's hot. While this is the, I don't think it's going to die down. No. But all of a sudden, our followers, our views skyrocketed. And we've got American XFL fans. What do they got, 300,000-plus Twitter followers, the XFL? And they did that in five games. We're opening our doors to America. CFL and uh, XFL working together. That's what the CFL should do. And I don't doubt, because my phone went off all weekend with coaches and staff in the CFL, because they're worried about their jobs. They don't see where this is going. And I said, no, I I do think the CFL owners actually believe that they can pick the Rock's pocket. He's not going to notice. I think they believe that. The concept of a two-way partnership is completely foreign to a lot of these guys. And the Rock will squash them like a bug. We'll end up all together. The ratio, I'm sorry, is going to have to go. And we'll talk with Patterson about that when he comes back, where he feels on that with Hustler. It's the only way the CFL is going to survive. Your support, thank you for being a season ticket holder for 40 years. Thank you for spending all your money at Christmas on merchandise. It's not enough. It hasn't been enough. It's not even your fault. We'll be back. The warm-up brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the NHL, UFC, and Regina Pats Hockey on Access Now TV. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, Facebook and YouTube Live, and Listen Live, 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen Live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. (laughs) Nick yourself. Yes. And your bleeding doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It certainly is. Welcome back, everybody. Just uh, going to the video board from our viewers. Where did it go here? The um, Craig Monroe says the CFL is going to get the people's elbow from The Rock. It is. Can't wait to get Hustler's thoughts on that. And Jessica in Winnipeg says, can you make fun more of the Leafs, please? That's coming. Again, is it autumn? Because the Leafs are falling. Let's bring in Andrew Hustler Patterson now from Winnipeg Sports Talk, our good and longtime friend. How you doing, Huss? What's up, Hot Rod? How the Menchies been lately? How's the <laughs> how's your heel turn? Uh, the heel turn going over there in uh, the heartland of CFL territory. They bite every single time, Huss. You'd think they'd be getting used to my act by now. Well, I mean, you know what? This is um. This is something that really does hit home for a lot of people, especially where we do our shows in Saskatchewan, in Manitoba. This is uh, about as um, true a CFL area or territory of the country and the world than, uh, than where we're at right now. So, man, when that news and the report from Naylor came out last week, um, needless to say, it gave us a lot of mileage on the shows for the last few days. But I understand why there's so many people around where we are that are sort of up in arms and that are legitimately concerned as to – you know, a very uncertain future going forward for uh, for the league, even into this season. I have a real burning question for you on this, but before I get to that, I just want your thoughts on the news. If you are thumbs up or thumbs down on a potential merger. Well, I mean, ideally, it wouldn't come to this. Um, I mean, ideally, the CFL would be prosperous. It would be healthy. We'd be growing to 10 teams. 
But unfortunately, that's not reality. And that wasn't reality before the pandemic. And then when you add in a global pandemic that has done what it's done to so many businesses that didn't that weren't flush with cash, um, it's put them in the, I mean, arguably the most precarious situation in the 100 plus history year history of the league. I mean, I love football. I love the CFL. I love the Bombers, the Riders, Labor Day Classic. I love everything about it. And I want that to continue. Um, my, my first takeaway from this, Rod, was that, you know, th this would not be being discussed. We would not be going down this road if there were any other viable, realistic alternatives. Um, my takeaway from all this is that this is an incredibly dire situation for the CFL. And um, I'll tell you what, if, it, if, if keeping football in Canada and keeping Blue Bomber games going means that we need to do some significant changes to a lot of things that you know aren't that palpable for a lot of fans, um, I think it has to happen because give me four down football, give me the Bombers playing the D.C. defenders on a Saturday afternoon over no football at all. Last year sucked. I want to see these stadiums full. I want to see fans back at games. Um, and I think it's obvious that, you know, the, the business situation with the Canadian Football League has been the impetus to all of these discussions and everything that we've been hearing over the past week. Huss, in life, I firmly believe this. You're either going forwards or you're going backwards. And the CFL's been going backwards. The numbers are there. It's been shrinking. That's where it's going. So it needs to change. Now, my burning question to you as the ardent CFL supporter as you are, lifelong, is the ratio. Because a lot of my closest friends are Canadian CFL alum. Chris Getzlaff, Luke Mullinder, guys like that. And they've said, I wouldn't have had a career if it wasn't for the ratio. And that's true. And this viewer, James Thrice, watching on YouTube, says in a CFL-XFL merger, they could do something like the NFL Rooney rule where teams have to try out at least X number of Canadians or international players each season. And I thought about that exact thing on the weekend, but I'm not a big believer in the Rooney rule, even though the minorities like it. I'm not sure that it serves entirely what it wants. Just to try out Canadians in camp, if you know you're going to cut them, what's the point? So the ratio is the elephant in the room on a potential merger here, right? Where, where are you stand on that? Well, I mean, just back to the Rooney rule. I mean, there's been a number of coaches. Mike Tomlin's a perfect example that, you know, probably got their opportunity to go in and have that conversation and impress people because of the Rooney rule. And, you know, the rest is history. I mean, I'm all for giving more people opportunity, especially ones that have been in situations where maybe they didn't get a fair shake in, you know, overall. Here's the thing with the Canadian players in the C in the CFL right now. It's a big part of the CFL game. But the minute you expand to what I think is being discussed, um, it makes it way, way harder to pull off. Now, do I think it's important for the CFL? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think of guys here in this community, and Wade Miller's a perfect example. He's the boss of the Blue Bombers right now. I mean, Wade Miller is not a professional football player and probably not in the situation he is in right now leading this football team, the Grey Cup champs, may I add. Um, <laughs> if he if he didn't get that opportunity to, to play again. coming out of college, say it again. <laughs> the Bombers are the defending champs. Sorry, continue. Yeah, well, listen, listen. It took us a long time to be able to stump that, and then we didn't even have last year to do it. So it's still the champs. But honestly, I do think it's important. I think it's a great thing to have. However, Rod, um, moving in the direction that they're doing, that they're going, I don't think it's realistic. Um, now, one of the things the CFL did and had been going to is the international players. So maybe, especially if the idea of this ex-CFL, whatever you want to call it, is to not only be, 
you know, a North American league, but sort of be the innovator and the leader in spreading football worldwide. You know, maybe it's an international quotient or quota um, where you could have players from Europe, you could have Canadians, you could have whatnot. And, you know, the teams in the United States wouldn't have to focus on Canadians, whereas those of us would. Do I, I listen? I would love to see it stay, but I don't know how realistic it is. But I will say this I think the improvement of Canadian players right now, and Naylor spoke to this, I'm sure he mentioned it to you. I mean, we've got, you know, significant Canadian players at skill positions as well, not just, you know, the big boys on the O line in the NCAA. We've seen them making the National Football League, and we certainly see them, you know, in, in many cases, dominating positions in the Canadian Football League. So I am not of the opinion that just because the Canadian ratio is out, we won't see any Canadians in the Canadian Football League. But I think it's safe to say a number of the players on that borderline that might not have gotten the opportunity, um, that would get the opportunity now, might not in the future. And that's an unfortunate side effect of what may have to happen um, to keep professional football going north of the border. I am 100% in alignment with you, and I've been in football long enough to know that the quality of Canadian football right now, coming up from the grassroots, has never been higher. But I also think that that ratio may need to go down the line. And I, I understand people don't want to hear it, but uh, I don't. And then, then present to me an alternative. Because I haven't been able to think of one. Now, i got to change gears because we're running out of little time here. I want to talk about Winnipeg Sports Talk, but I also want to talk about the Jets. They schooled the Leafs. So are the Jets the number one team in the country or what? Um, well, not yet. Not yet. But, I mean, I think they've done a lot last week to kind of move into the conversation. Um, it's unbelievable how the Jets have sort of been overlooked um, especially by sports books all year long. I mean, even tonight, the Jets are a home underdog again to the Montreal Canadiens. It happened twice last week. They won them both games. Um, you know, the, there's been no better team if you've been betting this year and getting value on than the Winnipeg Jets. Um, the game on Saturday night, I think, was a big statement. I mean, it was great to get the three out of a possible four points in the first two games, but I think anyone that watched that game knows that this was just a perfect example of why Connor Hellebuck won the Vesna Trophy last year. The high danger chances in particular were entirely skewed in the Leafs' favor. And the Jets, overall, I think were fortunate to get those points. Very different story on Saturday night. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, and I think even Paul Maurice afterwards was talking about, you know, you would like to, you'd like to bottle that up. I mean, everything they did in that game was the kind of the blueprint for taking on a high-octane team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're not going to get that each and every night. And credit where credit is due, as much as a lot of people like to throw shade at the Leafs, that's a hell of a hockey team right now. And they are first place for a reason, and they've deserved it. Um, but with six more games left, and I mean, even Rod going into tonight's action, I mean, the Jets are four points back with three games in hand. Um, they've, they've given themselves the opportunity to be in the conversation for that top spot. And I think most importantly, as we all know, it's great. If may, more so this year than any other year, I think it would be special to win a division title being the one year we're having, you know, all inter-Canadian play. Um, but you've got to get to that top four. You've got to be in the playoffs and you have to be peaking. And it seems like the Jets are, they are making some improvements. Um, certainly we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. I think that defense core um, could certainly be improved. But I'll tell you what, they play like they did it on Saturday night, and I think we'll have a lot more conversations about the Jets being in the mix with the top teams in the North Division and uh, being a real tough out once we get to the playoff time, especially with 37 in net, who will be starting against Corey Price uh, this evening. His 700 start for the Price is Right. 
And we like Hella, too, because we're goalie guys. Uh, Craig Smith, you know Smitty, writes in, Hustler, love your show, too. Good for an old Winnipeg boy, which we're going to get to Winnipeg Sports Talk. There's a niche for daytime sports talk in this country, as we're finding us, that wasn't being served. From Jason in Red Deer, how can the Jets be underdogs against a Canadiens team that is struggling and just lost two in a row to the Flames? Ah, We'll discuss that later. And from an Army friend of mine, Ryland Betker, he says, Go Jets, go. Work with and play hockey with a Leafs fan. The chirping has been amazing for me. Not so for him. That's from Ryland. Just talk about Winnipeg Sports Talk Hustler in the two minutes that we have left, if you don't mind. Well, awesome. Thanks a lot, Rod. And thanks to you. So it's interesting, you know, seeing, you know, the timing of our shows. I think there's a lot of our listeners that are popping into the RP show from 11 to 1 and then jumping and joining us on uh, on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Um, everyone around this market knew the incredible void that was left when uh, uh, our old station, TSN 1290, was abruptly shut down out of nowhere. Um, so myself and Michael Remus have uh, started up a, a Winnipeg Sports Talk. It's a channel um, that begins with kind of our flagship show, Winnipeg Sports Talk, daily every day. It's on at 1 p.m. right after Rod finishes up on YouTube. Check the channel at Winnipeg Sports Talk and give us a sub. Um, and then, of course, the podcast. Most people usually listen to me driving home from work. We wanted to make sure that new, fresh content was in everyone's feeds by 3 p.m. At 1 o'clock live on YouTube, 3 p.m. Oh, and he's gone. Well, can you tell him we got it? 1 p.m. on YouTube live, 3 p.m. the podcast uploaded for Winnipeg Sports Talk. He got it all in. So, well, we got him? Okay, yeah, just wrap up real fast, Huss. We just lost you where you said 1 p.m. on YouTube, and then it's 3 p.m. on the podcast, and that's all they need to know. Yeah. Follow your feeds, right? It Exactly. I mean, at Sports Talk WPG on all the social channels, WinnipegSports.com is the website. You can go in there, click on YouTube, hit the sub button, and uh, whatever podcast feed you get, we'll be firing that fresh content in, focusing on the Jets and Winnipeg Sports first up, as well as all the other big stories of the day in the feeds by 3 p.m. every day. And uh, we thank everyone for the support. It's been phenomenal. It is. I enjoy uh, listening to it, too. All right, Huss, keep in touch, my man. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me, Rod. All the best. Andrew Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk joining us here from uh, the Manitoba capital, the Slurpee capital. We'll be back in a moment. We've got a sports update to get to, a face-off. We're not done. Is Drew Brees on your Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks? We'll talk about that. Update the poll when we return. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to get to the sports update right in a moment, but um, Pat in Winnipeg's watching. She wrote me on Instagram, and she says, and she's been a longtime supporter of mine in this show. She's a Bomber fan, but she says that you could support the Americanization of Canadian football in any manner is incomprehensible. Oh, look, the XFL has better TV graphics. Ooh, pretty shiny thing. I'm sick of people kissing the ass of American football simply because their mega publicity machine crams down your throats, the fallacy that it's a superior game, and you all fall for it. 
The CFL is the only thing in Canada that unites people from coast to coast to allow its degradation by yet further American influence into our lives is shameful. And then five consecutive emoji faces with the swearing. Boom, 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 boom. So Pat in Winnipeg will address that. She goes by Auntie Schmanty on Instagram. Okay. Uh, sports update, Alberta's Brendan Botcher has finally won the briar. He defeated Kevin Cooey's wildcard two team in the final of the Canadian men's curling championship, winning by a score of 4-2. Botcher earlier down Saskatchewan's Matt Dunstone, 6-5 in the semi. Patrick Williams scored a career-high 23 points as the Chicago Bulls defeated a shorthanded Raptors squad, 118-95. Raps were still missing Spicy P, Fred Van Vliet, and OG Ananobi. Joey Decord won his first ever NHL game as the Ottawa Senators defeated the Maple Leafs 4-3 at the Canadian Tire Center. Decord got the start after Matt Murray was injured during pregame warm-ups. The Charlottetown Islanders scored six unanswered goals in a 6-4 win over the Halifax Moosehead Sunday. Cedric DeRusse scored a pair of goals for Charlottetown as he helped his team come back from a 4-0 deficit. And a four-goal third period gave the St. John Sea Dogs a 6-3 win over the Acadie Bat. Hurst Teton Sunday. Brady Burns scored the game-winning goal in the third period. Canadian golfer Corey Connors finished in seventh in the Players' Championship at Sawgrass. Connors hit a six-under par in his final round. He finished at 10-under, four strokes behind winner American Justin Thomas. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. Watch all the Pats games on their big screens, right in the heart of the Dudney Strip. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Don't know where to go from here other than, actually, I'll handle the anti-schmanty comment about me supporting the uh, American influence in the Canadian Football League. I've said it many times. I just talked to our technical producer, Ryan Baracco, in the break. You people don't like to be challenged, don't like to look in the mirror. And it's not that Canadian football fans have done anything wrong. You haven't. Which was the point earlier. Mm -hmm. But it's not enough. We've come to a point in time that the support within Canada is not enough. Because the league's shrinking and dying. You, anti Schmanty in Winnipeg, have done nothing wrong. You've gone above and beyond. All those diehards and season ticket holders you have, and it's still not enough. And that's where we are, where we are. But I said to Darren in the break, should we talk about the Shaw Rogers thing that came up this morning? Rogers has purchased Shaw for $26 billion. And I said to Darren, I'd have lost my house if I bet on, I wouldn't have said that Shaw's worth $26 billion. And the comments are coming in on that. Jason and Red Deer says, and the Rogers empire grows. Rogers has signed a deal to buy Shaw in a deal valued at $26 billion. Our Navy friend Don Mitchell's watching. He had a comment on it. I, I don't know where it is. No, here it is. Rogers Telecom just bought Shaw. Hmm. I don't have any thoughts other than I can't believe it was worth that much. He wasn't surprised. No, and I see the business side of it. You know, I can see it from both, both angles. So if I'm Shaw, the big cable distribution and satellite, right, which is shrinking, you know, that's going the wrong way. You've got this wonderful internet infrastructure and all of the communication side, which is big, but you need to grow. And if you're going to get to 50 billion or double, you got to see a roadmap and it's a lot of work. 
And for Rogers, they don't have the imprint across Western Canada. So what do you, you know, for, for Shaw, what's missing? That mobile device, right? The, the mobile carrier that Bell has, that Rogers has. Well, you can try and create that or you can sell to somebody who wants your customer base and then can try and, you know, create a lot more customers. So it, it makes sense to me that, that Shaw was kind of up against it in terms of where their path goes. And they needed to either build new road or bring in somebody who's already done it. And that's where Rogers comes in. So it fits. It works for me. Nelson Hakowicz writes in our VP of Sim Events. Couple things. Boy, Nelson's got a lot to say today. He's, and that's good. He said, if the CRTC does its job correctly, this deal won't go through due to a monopoly. You're not old enough to remember Ed Whalen, or uh, J.R. Foley from Stampede Wrestling. Money talks, Mr. Whalen. Money talks. And I'll go on to say BS walks. Rogers will get their way. You had a point. Well, even on that, like, if you want to talk television side, the CRTC already let Shaw close down community stations in Vancouver, Winnipeg, or Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Calgary, right? Their community television stations, which ended the WHL on Shaw, coincidentally enough. So they know that those markets are served by all these other outlets and now social media and all the other digital platforms. So... Um, I don't think it's, I think it'll be fine. People refuse. They're going kicking and screaming on this CFL thing, kicking and screaming. And at some point you guys and gals are going to wake up and smell the coffee. I'm sorry to use the analogy of my mom and I'm sure my brother's upset that I do, but that's all that can think when we, I'll say it again. She passed away from cancer. We had her on miracle drugs and they were working. They extended her life and then it got to the end. And they weren't going to work anymore. And my mom's very best friend said, Rod, it's here. She's dying. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Your mom needs you. The end's here for the CFL. You got to accept it. Colin in Ottawa, can we see some financial statements from the private teams before we bury the CFL? I want proof that we have to merge with an American entity before we can accept losing three downs, the ratio, and our rules. Colin, what do you need? You're not going to see the financials for one. Can you take my word for it? They're broke. They're broke. And they're not that innovative. They couldn't find a way to play this year without fans either. They're going to need money to play, and they don't have it. Darren, I know you're itching, but we got to take a break. We'll come back. Hold that thought. Write it down because you'll lose it. You're a squirrel, you know. I know I am. We'll be back with uh, viewer takeover next. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I got to say this. This, this. I wondered what this was for a second. This postcard came to Access Television, which is one of our, our other employers' contracts, I guess. And it says, hey, Rod, addressed to Access. The show looks great. Thanks for the support. Signed Jason, and I didn't know what it was. 
until I flipped it over. This is this abstract design, and I'm not even going to ask you guys to move in. I don't even or zoom in. I don't know if you can do that, but it's a Pat's Regina Pat's abstract art. <sighs> Gets me very excited. That's cool. It's very nice. I, have you ever framed a postcard before? I will. Thank you, Jason Robbins. Our home is decorated in this guy's art, old. Taylor Field, the SJHL uh, ensemble of every team, players in jerseys, and now a Pats one. <sighs> Thank you, Jason Robbins. That's cool. I love that guy. Best artist anywhere. Very cool. So I got to say this, and th- comments are coming in like crazy, and that's what we do here. I would um, encourage you to talk amongst each other because I can't get to them all. Joe Lazito, watching on Long Island right now, New York. Says, all these people are mad at Rod for stating his opinion. I just want to thank the guy for talking CFL. God knows I'm getting less than zero from the league itself. Look, all that hate. I had people that I thought could really take heat write me on the weekend. Jason Fichter being one from Ryder Pryder fan page. And just go, are you getting scorched? Are you kidding of what I've been through in my life, this is child's play. Especially when you just don't understand what I'm saying. It's going to take people a little while to come around to what I'm saying. Eventually, you're all going to say, he was right. That's what I talked about last week. Why would I apologize or feel bad about being right? Why would I? Anyways, you have a point about three downs, and I'll, I'll lead you into it by saying, you think that maybe the XFL-CFL merger will acquire CFL rules. And do you think that would be enough to appease everybody if we still had three downs and we still had the big field and we still had oh, yeah. the rouge? Absolutely. And I think, you know, everybody's jumping off the deep end. There is no evidence to suggest that three downs is going away. There is no evidence to suggest that the Canadian rules are going away. The only thing that might, by bringing in those American teams, is the ratio, in my mind. You know, look... The XFL has not been successful, okay, as a football league. It has not. And the CFL has not been successful in the business, in the boardroom. So when you're coming to the table, what's The Rock and Redbird Capital bringing? Business savvy, marketing, money. Everything what's, the CFL doesn't have. Right. And what's the CFL bringing? History, tradition, a great product of a football game. Everything the XFL doesn't have. So that's where the merger comes in. It can be a wonderful relationship. They're not going to try and shove XFL down your throat because it's never worked. The CFL has worked. The fans love it. The Americans love it. The broadcasters love it. Football people love it. But they've got the business sense. We've got the great football game. That's where a wonderful marriage can be created. So don't jump off the deep end because there's no evidence to suggest the three-down game is going away. From Alish Martins. Alish Martins says, they might be mad. Oh, and it just went off the screen. They might be mad at Rod for stating his opinion. A lot of Manitobans are totalitarians for any and all viewpoints, whereas I'm instead mad at what his viewpoint is. I can take that you're mad at me. It doesn't bother me. Okay? And to the Winnipeg writer that tore a strip off me on Saturday... I couldn't give two squirts of sweat what he thinks about me. He showed his hand with what he thinks about me. Personally, I respected the guy I thought we were friends. Clearly not. It happens. It, <laughs> I'll be fine. I will be fine. And I think 
Ryan just came out and said how much he thought my 10 things column on the weekend was the best that he'd ever read or that I'd ever written. Not that he ever read by anybody else, the best that I'd ever written. Here's the thing. The guy on Friday bitched that the Pats season was opening and we talked all football on Friday. Today we talk about the Pats and the guys bitching Corey that we're not talking off about football. I'm saying I've had enough. Back off. Back off with what you think we should talk about. Because if you don't like it, don't watch. I'm not putting up with this crap anymore from people that maybe don't like our opinion. That's totally fine, too. You're not going to cancel me because you don't like what I have to say. It's just not going to happen. I wish you'd stop trying. You're not going to stop trying, but I'm not going anywhere. So please stop watching. But you can't stop. You can't help yourself. We'll see you over an hour or two for the second half kickoff. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.